Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello and welcome to Union of the Unknowns presents Not Your Mama's News. And uh, we have a great lineup of unknowns to, for you today. We're each going to cover our new story in our own particular way. Um, so we're going to get straight on with the first story. And uh, I, uh, well, let's let's introduce everyone first, shall we? So uh, we have uh, Justin Isenkant, who's going to say hello, hopefully. Howdy. We have <laughs> Close Ashley, <enough. laughs> very nice. Ashley Think Change Repeat. Hello. We have Kiel Kielthor. Good evening. We have Stella from the land of Oz. Good day. And we <laughs> have the Terry Canary, who will also say good day, just to make Stella feel very welcome. Uh, but we're going <laughs> to start off today. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're going to start off today with Justin, who has a brilliantly entertaining story. I hope I'm not building you up too much, Justin, uh, for us today. So take it away, Justin. Uh, uh, now I'm going to freeze all this pressure. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> um, so I'm sure a lot of people have heard at this point. Um, Afro Man, uh, from the fame of such great um, musical influences as Because I Got High. Um, <laughs> so his actual name is Joseph Foreman. Um, the Ohio Adams County Sheriff's Office raided his home um, under the claim of drug trafficking and kidnapping. Uh, so I get, I suppose it was, um, they, they thought he was selling weed, but I'm pretty sure Afroman's rich. Why would he be trying to sell weed when he's already rich? Does, it just doesn't seem prudent to me. Um, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to bust through this real quick here. Uh, so the officers that raided his home, which came up with nothing, uh, no evidence of anything, but they somehow got a warrant signed by a judge, which I guess if you want to know how that happened, go listen to the Legal Man episode. Uh, <laughs> it's all a scam. The <laughs> police found nothing, and then Afro Man uh, ended up, he has a security system in his house, as rich people typically would, and he clipped out a bunch of clips from the botched raid and they he made a bunch of music videos out of them and if you haven't watched them they are hilarious to watch um one of them was will you help me fix my door i believe and the other one was uh something about lemon pound cake <laughs> uh, that's a good story that one yeah and it, it's all body cam footage and surveillance uh, if you actually watch the uh, surveillance video, you can see them disarming his security system, which, what does that have to do with finding drugs or kidnapping victims? It's almost like they wanted to uh, leave as little evidence as they could. 
And let's see, they also went through searching his, you know, all the suit pockets and, you know, uh, they opened up every single CD case that he has. And you hear him rapping in the background. There ain't no kidnapping victim in the CD case. There ain't no kidnapping victim in my suit pocket. Uh, and I do recommend, you know, just go watch the video. Watch his music videos. Um, we will link everything in the show notes, including the 17-page um, lawsuit that was filed by the seven police officers. And the suit itself, is on civil ground saying Foreman's use of their faces in the videos and social media posts resulted in their quote emotional distress, embarrassment, <laughs> ridicule, loss of reputation, and humiliation. And wow. apparently they decided like this is that's not enough. We need to make bigger clowns of ourselves. Um and then you know Aftermath <coughs> as you know being a great businessman that he is is monetizing his haters and selling merch and you know everything else uh the pound cake one if you haven't seen it, it's hilarious it's this very overweight police officer set standing in front of the kitchen counter with a pound cake on the counter in front of him. he's just kind of he's looking at it like i look at at my wife shut up to justin's wife can you guys imagine putting up with me 24-7? What a woman. I've tried to, but yeah. Anyway, let's go with the story. <laughs> so, and, I mean, that that's pretty much it. Um, they kicked down his door, uh, pointed AR-15s at everyone, um, wife's there, kids there, uh, ripped up his uh, security camera system. It all turned up nothing. Uh, yeah, the, the stole song, money. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they stole money. Yeah, they found. Uh, I think it was less than like two grand, and you can see him on body camera and uh, in the mu music video he plays it where they're counting out the money, and uh, they inventory it. Afterman goes to get it back, and he's like, "Hey, that that's not what's here." So the cops it's four hundred bucks short. Yeah, so the cops, they're like, Oh man, this this isn't good. Let's investigate. And then they investigated themselves and then they found that they <laughs> just miscounted the money when they entered it into the inventory. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Silly, silly things. Silly but things, I, numbers. And I mean this honestly, like Way worse than this happens every single day to innocent men and women around the country. It's just they don't have the fame and the money and resources to get a big story like this, a big glamorous story. Out of control. You, you probably saw that in the UK they're arresting people for silent prayer now outside the uh, abortion clinic. Uh, I reckon thing. that's, yeah. I mean, how can they? What have they got, thought police now? I was just it's like the dream police, you know. It's remember that cheap trick song? They've yeah. actually gone up to this woman who's been doing this sort of vigil outside a, you know, a particular abortion clinic, and they say, you know, what are you doing? Are you are you praying, or are you just sort of sitting there and thinking? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that story, but I really, I really think that's a setup. I think that's more of a psyop thing um, because they, I mean, they're coming, you know, that is how they work. 
Um, they're doing the psychological warfare on us and it's like, oh, you can't even think about praying now because we're on to you. It's like, oh, fuck off. No, you're not. You have no idea well, what's going on. That's just crap. It's a bit like in some US states, they have actually passed a law that says you're not allowed to do any form of protest outside abortion clinics. So that's that's kind of what, what it comes down Within to. Within a certain distance. Just about, certain I think it's 100 metres or something like that. Yeah. That's right. I doubt it would be well, so that's a, we, that's slamming free speech. Well, Just and like we the whole use, Nazi salute we talked about. We will um, use alligators that? before we use meters as a unit of measurement. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know a lot of those protesters will block you from entering an abortion clinic and really get in your face and it, it's it's not even protesting at that point. It's almost terrorization. It's harassment. Yeah. So yeah. Keeping a respectful distance is probably the best way to go. Yes, and I mean, imagine... That's just terrible. Yeah, and people who are in that situation, and not everybody, but a lot of people who are in that situation are already emotionally majorly stressed out anyway. The last thing they need is some ignorant person who believes what they believe to be in their face. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that is the way it is. Um, It is... Yeah, respectful distance for sure, um, or do it in some other way, some other yeah. way. I mean, standing outside an abortion clinic yelling at someone is not going to achieve anything really, is it, apart from hurting your, your own side? Yeah, if you're, if you're already going to an abortion clinic because you need to get an abortion for whatever reason, people shoving pictures of dead fetuses in your face isn't going to change your mind. It might scare you away, but that's you're, you know you're going to come back later or something when they're not standing out there. And a perfect parallel to that is when you go to buy cigarettes and they have like the picture of like diseased lungs and everything. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, Afroman, uh, he, he's being sued right by the by the police. Did we talk about that? All yes, right. I, yeah, I believe so. Um, okay. I think it was something like twenty five thousand dollars each in damages. Um, and then just so that we can mock and ridicule these people more, the, the um, um, plaintiffs are Sean D. Cooley, uh, Justin Cooley, Michael D. Estep, Sean D. Grooms. If you are in Grooms. Ohio, mm, you said? Yeah, Ohio. If you are f- acquainted with these people who are filing this lawsuit against Afroman, please tell them, tell them to stop because it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Can we silence so Greg Clay outside their houses, maybe? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing well, with the lawsuit is that it has to fail. But if it doesn't, that sets the precedent that the police basically can't ever be recorded. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That that's that's is quite I mean there's no way this can this can pass. But yeah, it would destroy parody and uh, uh, what's the other word? The, like just the, the act of, um, you know, free speech within political um, discourse. comedic discourse, uh, whatever that word is. I can't, rem- I can never remember, but it's so important. Satire. Free speech. satire. Sort of That's the word I'm, I'm thinking of yeah. satire. It's so important to have satire be, free in a, in a free nation and, well, if, and this isn't even satire or parody that's a news account with a musical track laid behind it yeah yeah like that's literally yeah, well, what it is 
they've been coming after the comedy for a little while anyway, haven't they? Oh, because yeah. I mean, just yeah. back, getting back to the stepping back into a slightly bigger picture view. That, that's an emotional response. That's a positive thing. People laughing, people uniting, coming together, agreeing, you know, overcoming differences, finding a common thread. That's all stuff they hate. So yeah. this is probably a, a tentacle of that bird. You know. Yeah. The, 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 the old days, the king had a jester who would, you know, lightly poke fun at the king and his, you know, the, the court and all the nobles and everything. Because it was sent off to the guillotine. Yeah, it was important <laughs> to have that kind of other side of things to so the they would they could get a feel for what the public was talking about, you know. But yeah. of course, you couldn't you couldn't yeah. step over a line because he was the one out to sort of uh, you know put the other point of view, wasn't he, and criticize the king in sort of subtle ways. Right. So, Justin, was there, was there the police's argument they shouldn't have been recorded at all, or was it the fact they've been sent out by this video, or, or what? Um, well, they're so they're suing under an Ohio, a specifically Ohio law, um, and their complaint states um, emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation, and humiliation. Um, but like I was just saying, like how it's literally a news account. You can't. Like that's First Amendment one hundred one stuff. Um, free, free press. Anyone with a camera is press. This emotional distress thing really pisses me off. There was a famous sporting yeah. uh, disaster in in the UK, Hillsborough, um, where a load of football fans, soccer fans, uh, got killed in a crush uh, due to police incompetence, and then they tried to cover it up. And uh, the annoying thing about it was that a lot of police were getting paid loads and loads of money for emotional distress you know from from basically cocking things up and and killing loads of people uh, and whereas you know families of the victims weren't getting anything because they were getting painted as you know causing trouble and causing the problem so uh, yeah that, it pisses me off that <laughs> yeah and i think that um you know that's just the cops getting a dose of exactly what they do to people every day of their lives Absolutely. You want to talk about emotional distress? Imagine having your front door being kicked in and a bunch of armed thugs running and pointing AR-15s at your head. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, have we rung this one dry, everyone? Um, yeah, I just um, finished with um, the Ohio law that they're actually suing under um, specifically carves out exclusions for things like news and music videos and art stuff like that that's good news hopefully yeah <laughs> we'll see where it goes hopefully we'll get a judge who's on the ball and we'll throw them out throw them well, out I get mean, out of the court and never i have to assume even if it gets a bad verdict it'll be appealed up to a point where it'll get a right verdict but Go listen to the Legal Man episode. Oh, yeah, it'll go on forever. Yeah, no, uh, Legal Man is a, is a bit... Um, he's a bit of a pessimist, shall we say, about these sort of things. But don't, don't you think it's just being realistic? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, people well, just have a problem with admitting that it's, you know, it is a certain way because we want to hold on to hope and we don't want to feel like we're defeated. And fair enough, human nature, but... I mean, the guy I, knows what he's talking about. How can we defute, I, no, dispute uh, I, what he says? I agree to a certain extent, but I think we um, 
there have been some victories in in court, you know, and we have to, you know, not all judges are, are playing for the government. Some of them have some independent thoughts, so you know. At least before, uh, there's not everything is controlled to that to the hundred percent extent. Are you talking about American courts, or are you talking about courts in other countries? Because I think he's just referring to America. Right. Well, courts in general, I think you know, juries. I mean, even he said that you know, juries are the key thing because juries, you know, tend sometimes not to go along with with the judge's advice, and you get jury nullification. But the problem with that is, is that it's illegal to tell the jury about jury nullification. And the way that the prosecutor and the judge will kind of team up against the people where they basically tell the jury, you have to have a yes or a no strictly by the law. Is this a yes or is it a no? Yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd be afraid. I mean, now that I've I actually read some about it today, because I just finished listening to that episode that you guys did and. It was it was really good. I, I like I've always liked Legal Man. I haven't really followed him, but uh, I like his kind of uh, rational, you know, thought processes toward things. And um, but I, I was looking up uh, I was looking up the jury nullification uh, more specifically today, and yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a real thing that you can just do. I was kind of a, a squeamish about it if I was ever in a position where I could utilize it. Uh, where I I would be afraid that the because the jury is deliberately saying not guilty, even though he or the the accused cure, uh, clearly is guilty based on the evidence, that the jury could be held in contempt or something like that because they're you know violating the rules of the court or something like that. You should hope so. You would be able to sue for six figures easy. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I mean, I think if if the jury is conspiring against the court in some way, there might be some problems there. But from what I can tell, no, that, that doesn't, you know, it's the jury, however the jury decides is how it is, and that's it. And yeah. if they say not guilty for whatever reason, then that person is not guilty. Yeah, I believe so. Yep, yep. And I'll just end with, uh, since we were talking about legal man, I believe he did a great, Lysander Spooner episode with Monica Perez a few ages back. Uh, but whether the Constitution mm. really be one thing or another, this much is certain that it has either authorized such a, such a government as we have had or has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist. Nice yeah, he, did a, he did a few episodes on Spooner, if anybody's interested in that. I, I, I didn't really know anything much about Spooner. Still don't really. But apart from the term spoonerisms, but then it was like nice to sort of look into the man. He's a he was a great legal scholar and just really brilliant man. And he really took the government on at a at a very early time in its creation. I, I need to read. I need to read some of his stuff because the the uh, quotes I've read are uh, very very well spoken and. I, I ought to look into it more, I think. Um, I believe No Treason is one of his um, top-rated. No Treason. And oh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they're available for free on a website like Mises.org or something. Yeah, uh, I'll have to add that to my ever-growing list of things to do, you know. Yeah, you and me both.
Uh, right, I think we should probably move on then. So uh, if Ashley is set to go, uh, we'll go to her story. Ashley, over to you. Maybe uh, hashtag mute. Oh, she's I she was, on mute. I was uh, on mute. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> Trying to check into our technical sound issues and um, I think that could have been me. But my story this evening is more from Clown World, and this is from a CNN article that says, what's digital blackface, and why is it wrong when white people use it? Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> now the good news is I've seen some articles and things like that of them being um, made fun of and ridiculed for this absurd article that they put out. But um, it starts off with saying, maybe you shared that viral video of Kimberly Sweet Brown Wilkins telling a reporter after narrowly escaping an apartment fire. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, <laughs> and they go through and they give a couple of examples um, to see or to say um, what they're talking about. So one of them is Sweet Brown. Another of them is Tyra Banks exploding in anger on America's Next Top Model. Um, Michael Jordan crying, RuPaul declaring, girl, and uh, stuff like that. So basically, what is digital blackface? That is a practice where white people co-opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or express emotions. That Hold is on. the definition you, from CNN. I think you mispronounced it. It's why people. Why people, not white, white people. White, white people. Not, you yes. have to take out all the consonants. Yeah. White people. White people. That's 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 actually like a, a Twitter feed or some Twitter channel, isn't it? Or whatever yes. the equivalent is. Anyway, I'm just being um, silly. You go ahead. <laughs> sorry, I am making sure that my microphone is working, but I think you might be right. So, Ashley, are we to understand we are not to share any pictures of black people or any quotes of black people at all unless we are black ourselves? Is that I correct? I think, according to CNN, I do think that that's what they're saying. And do you know why they're saying that? Because even though some of oh, us oh, might I think... know, I know. Because they have severe brain damage. Because <laughs> they like... Because they... I, I've got an answer as well. Because they like segregation. <laughs> So what it actually is, is 21st century minstrelsy. So wow. basically it is uh, going back to the days of having the, the minstrel shows. M-I-N-S-T-R-E-L. Thank you. Minstrel. You okay, thank you. Minstrel. Minstrel. <laughs> That's a whole Black different. Minstrel shows. That's a whole different kind of show, Stella. I think they had a. They had a series X, X, X. of monologues. About That's that. art. <laughs> anyway. Marina Abramovich style. I saw so, a horrifying image of some woman that painted her nails with with menstrual blood. Uh, I mean, what a terrible day to have eyes. And for now, all of you, what a terrible day to have ears. And what if you're eating Doritos and you got to bring your mouth up, your hand up to your mouth and your face every time? 
Isn't there going to be? I think some, that's the idea, isn't it? They just then they bite their nails every time. Well, and not to sidetrack us too much, but the women with like, Blech. like the foot long nails. Like, how do you even wipe yourself? I think we're yeah. derailing. It's, and other forward. things to ponder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, say. yeah. Let's get back to Ashley's story. <laughs> I, I, wow. did, I did preface that with not to get too far off topic. <laughs> yes. You have a lot yes. to make up for. Okay. So, anyway, basically, CNN is saying that, you know, that white people are doing this, that we may think that it's harmless, but actually it is an insidious form of racism. Um, So all I can say is that I'm interested in the, you know, the word and the thought police and like what kind of new stuff they're coming up with every week. And this is one that I hadn't heard before. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, if we're trying to be optimistic in clown world, <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. It's, it's can crazy. I, can I ask you, what was the exact quote, how they described it uh, affecting black people? Um, yes, you can. Let me find that. And, and what Why? if I, oh, go ahead. Sorry why digital blackface is wrong so it was saying that it's a modern day repackaging of minstrel shows m-i-n-s-t-r-e-l I mean, a racist form of entertainment popular in the 19th century that was when white actors faces darkened with burnt cork entertained audiences by playing black characters as bumbling happy-go-lucky simpletons um well, how else do you did you want them described as fucking raping murderers the practice continued in the 20th century on hit radio shows such as amos and andy radio shows yeah uh, How are you gonna have blackface over the radio i'm gonna share a bit of uh <laughs> well careful the thought of, police will know what you're thinking i'm gonna share a bit of uk culture with you here we used to have a thing when i was growing up called the black and white minstrel show which was exactly that on tv on primetime yeah. tv Right was it through. hilarious? It sounds pretty hilarious. It's very entertaining, actually. I mean, you know, I mean, it was they were just singing and dancing and you know having a good time. So I don't think it was, you know, pay, that was in the early days. Light. So that anything yeah. was entertaining. Yeah, uh, it's. I got. I got something to say about the Mitchell shows. I, I'm. I feel it. It is a disservice. I mean, I don't think there's anything we can do about it. It's it's a racist mockery of uh, of black people, and that's not right, and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with that. But it the minstrel show is it's it's one of the few examples of purely American homegrown entertainment that nowhere else in the world had that because it was wildly popular back when it was popular. It it was like the American thing. You know, it, it's it's just a it's a piece of Americana that we have to completely wipe off the map because of modern um, standards. And I understand the standards. I, I know we can't run around doing that because it's it is what it is. But I I feel you know I don't, I don't know if anybody else can uh, empathize with me, but it's uh, I don't know. It's it's feel I feel like I'm losing a piece of our culture by that being wiped off of 
out of existence. You know, I, I, I'm not saying we should continue it because it's, you know, it's inappropriate and, and it can go south pretty quick, I imagine. Uh, but it's, uh, you know. Counterpoint, uh, counterpoint get a sense of humor. Yeah, well, yeah. sure, but there's a lot of that going on now, isn't there? This sort of Stalinist revisionist history, you know, getting rid of statues and you know rewriting history books and and mm -hmm. changing literature, which they're doing at the moment, aren't they? Yep, changing yep. Mark it's, Twain. And... It's all in that same vein, and it 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 leads me to my my current uh, um, cheer of buy physical media, everybody. <laughs> don't rely on your streaming things and your downloaded what have yous and your Kindles and your whatever. It's Point. meaningless. If you don't have the physical thing in your hand, you don't have that physical book, you it's it's not gonna remain the same. It'll get changed over time based on the, the common the modern culture and the acceptable whatever. You know, you, you have to have the the DVD or the VHS tape or the the laser disc or the the you know the eight millimeter film strip or whatever it is you happen to have, you got to have that or else it's, you, it, you can't call it your own. It's kind of like the, the, the crypto, you know, if you don't have control over that, that wallet on your own device with your own series of, uh, what are the words that the, they use, Justin, the code words. For oh, your, the passphrase. Yeah. The passphrase. Uh, oh. Yeah. If you don't have all of that, then you don't have that cryptocurrency. Here, let me show you guys an example of what a uh, passcode looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Keep that just like to know, do, do you guys remember, sorry, do you guys remember Marcel Marceau, the mime artist? You yeah. Were yes. Yeah. Did he ever get, did he ever get ha hassled for doing whiteface? <laughs> or, do, or, or, or do black people ever do whiteface? Let's get back to the subject. I remember seeing one or two people doing whiteface, yeah. I'll forgive you guys for not knowing this because you're not American, but only white people can be racist because we're at the patriarchy of the power structure. Didn't Eddie Murphy appear in some film in whiteface at one point? I seem to remember. I don't know. There, there have been a couple of movies where that Joan has taken place. Joanna Man. Yeah. He's played a White woman girls. a number of times, woman, I think. White chicks. White chicks. That was oh, one. He's... Appropriation. Even worse. But, uh... He's yeah, real, actually. When you think about Eddie Murphy, like you think about the roles he's played, actually, he's a bit of a tool, isn't he? Like he, he well, did the fat people, he did the He certainly wouldn't face, fit obviously. No. We uh, need to get some African-American people on this show because I want to ask, what's the obsession with Tyler Perry? That's that's racist, Justin, and you need to keep that in check. With what, parody? Kind of question. Who's he? Tyler, Who's Perry, Tyler Perry. He does these movies where every character is just, he's playing a fat black woman being, like, super sassy. Right. <laughs> so that's and they just keep making yeah, them. Standards. Has he has he made any lately? I, I don't, don't know. know. He lives in he lives in Atlanta. Yeah, I feel like I actually saw something new from Tyler Perry not long ago, and then I was like, because oh, they're they're gonna keep making them as long as people keep buying it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure. So, what was the conclusion of Ashley's story here? 
We're not yeah, allowed. To, we're not allowed to do. What if? Yeah. What if I have reverence for Martin Luther the King, and I want to put a, a meme quote of his, one of his great speeches in the past, because you know, you go yeah. into Photoshop which, and you turn him white. Is this that is how just the menu post it. Yeah, it's just so freaking crazy, isn't it? I mean, where do you draw the line? I mean, maybe I can't share anything from Kiel because he's got beards and I don't, or he's got blonde hair and I don't. You know, how do I? You know, I'm American and I and I'm not. You know, so where do you draw the line? It's really? just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's so I thought you were blonde. I thought you were a blonde naughty. I thought you was bald. <laughs> I thought you were both bald. No, I had. I had maybe uh, I had light hair when I was. Uh, Look at this kid. lush, these luscious locks. Uh, I'm sorry, that was. They're deep. on his chin. No, uh, I had I had some I don't know strawberry blonde hair when I was a little kid, but uh, you know it's it's been brown my whole life except until I started college, and then it just started going gray like crazy, and it is just stark white these days. <laughs> Very distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> and if it makes you guys yeah, men have got a better, pretty good yeah yeah hmm? <laughs> but if it makes I was you guys just say, men have got a... sorry sorry go ahead oh, Stella men have it. okay yeah I yeah men have it easy hey I'm muted it's your go I'm muted oh I was just gonna say <laughs> the tweet itself like white pill it had over 32.4 million views 10,000 likes and uh, almost twenty thousand retweets. What, what, what oh, tweet what was it? The CNN's tweet about there. If you're white, oh, you posted okay. a GIF of a oh, person. CNN could just fuck off, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, but, <laughs> here, like, here. And, and here, I, here. I scrolled the comments for like a ridiculously long amount of time, and I found two people that weren't even really agreeing with it. They were, were just kind of like, yeah, I do feel like, you know, people that only use black emoji, like, you know, GIFs, like, that's weird. But I didn't see yeah. anyone, like, agreeing yeah. with it. Well, that's why they put the yellow ones in, so it was sort of neutral. But then the Chinese got upset, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I have heard it. It's I think I don't know. wrap up the story, I think. Because <laughs> on that note, I've always thought like Asian, like Indian, like, well, let, I've always considered Asian people yellow because like they're not really like black or brown, clearly, um, a little bit lighter. And uh, recently someone told me that that was offensive to Asian people. And yeah. I asked my Asian wife and she was like, why would, how would I know if it's offensive? I'm not Chinese. So... In her mind, the yellows are the Chinese. In my mind, it's just Asians. You're, basically, you're saying they all look the same to you. Wow. I am actually really good <laughs> oh, at using stereotypical um, physical characteristics to identify different people from different Asian countries. Oh, right. well, if I'm like like, if I, Penises, I find it a whole lot harder. We oh, should have a lineup for the test. Lineup of penises. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. Like, you, you find a little like Asian girl, you never know if they're packing. <sighs> so, what are you gonna say? I am. 
I am nominally hosting this show, so I'm going to try and bring some order to this chaos by saying uh, I think we should move on to the next story. I My think apologies. Stella had had some comment right at the end there. Oh, she sorry, Stella. Some comment. Real, that's all right. Real quick one. I'd just like to say I'm highly offended because I'm not white. I'm pink. Let's move on. <laughs> that's right. And and we are culturally appropriating Australians at the moment by having you on this podcast. So, you know, we're all, we're all guilty, basically. <laughs> so, uh, Kiel, oh, what yes. have you got for today? I, I oh, caught yeah. this, this headline caught my, caught my eye uh, because uh, I have uh, a, a Danish heritage. And so my cousins, I noticed across the oceans toward the north in the in the far reaches of the wilds are you culturally appropriating the vikings here i am not because i i can claim viking heritage theoretically right. um so norway sweden finland and denmark have struck a deal to combine all of their advanced fighter jets into one fleet as a as a deterrent toward russia russia invasion Bloody and Putin. When I saw this, I thought, well, that's interesting, you know, because um, the last time the Vikings came together and formed a giant army, they invaded. <laughs> and now I'm wondering, what in the hell are they going to do with this giant advanced air force? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's Finland in NATO now. I've, I've lost track. Is England? I don't know. Well, I would have assume england is a nato i no, don't know sorry, finland, not england oh finland. i also i also heard finland mm. oh i, I got your back terry <laughs> thank you well i'm not sure about that i know that they've been they've probably filed uh, an application for it uh that's been a thing recently uh but uh Even a few million times yeah. a Biden, no doubt what's that <laughs> just maybe bunged a few million to Hunter Biden, you know, just yes. like Ukraine did. Right. Yeah. So well, can I go slightly off topic and ask you a question about your Danish heritage? You can ask. Are <laughs> Danish people responsible for the Danish? They are. Good they, good fine people. Now they uh I think right. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I've I've uh, looked that up before, and the the Danes and the um what are the people from the Netherlands called the, uh, the Dutch the Dutch they uh, have melded a lot of their their pastry recipes over the past few hundred years. So I I, I think that they may have originally gotten the the Danish concept from the Dutch. And oh, I would be so fucking pissed if I was Dutch and I didn't get any recognition <laughs> for the creation of the Danish, one of well, the greatest pastries ever created. I'm pretty sure the Danish, you know, perfected the the the, the Danish or whatever the original recipe was and claimed it for their own. But yeah, yeah, they need royalties. Yeah, maybe now, not, not now, not with this giant fleet of advanced F-35 fighter jets. They're not look. If if black people can get reparations in California when the Chinese people were the only race that were enslaved in California, I think there's a much stronger case for the Dutch to get Danish reparations from the Danes. Well, 
I've always always said the English should get reparations from the Scandinavians because, you know, all the the Viking pillaging and raping they did, you know. We dragged that podunk country out of the Dark Ages. Thank you. (laughs) They should be thanking them for 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 their... Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to break a few eggs. It was the greatest contribution (laughs) ever given to that society. (laughs) Uh, when the brutes got some, I was just going to pitch in my personal experience with Scandinavia. I I went to Norway with work a few years back, and uh, the people are lovely, and they all speak English, uh, which is very impressive. But the food was really crap, so they didn't have any Danish pastries or anything. The food was horrible. That was Norway. You probably Someone, just had, you well, know. And here's the thing: it's it's a British person complaining about food, though. How bad does that have to be? <laughs> that's a good point you always you always <laughs> knock british food and i always defend it because meat pies and dark beer just give me that all day long there is t- no defense yeah. for a can of baked beans on toast there is no excuse <laughs> i like toast i like baked beans what's not and to the like the english breakfast fish and chips and uh Curries are the best thing, and you know that's sort of imported oh from America. <laughs> are you really trying to claim curry from India? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, the uh, breakfast. That's it's uh, kind of like uh, in Britain. It's kind of like a fusion food because it's it's not really like the curries you get in in Asia. Here's what it's I'm like hearing: confusion, yeah. cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. It is the finest example of cultural appropriation there is. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, that's outrageous. It was it was quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, what was your story again? The so the Nordic countries. I... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're combining air forces now. The reason I was talking about them, you know, the in history's past is because way back when the Vikings were exploring and whatever, they in response to the legendary um, Ragnar Lothbrok being murdered in England by King uh, Ella of one of those uh, English kingdoms at the time. Oh man, which one was it? Well, I'm not going to remember it. Uh, the, his sons formed an army out of, you know, all the Nordic countries and, and all the all the lords and kings in that land formed a giant army. They call it the Great Heathen Army. And they sailed across the sea and just invaded England and they made a lot of headway and really changed the kind of uh, greatly changed the, the, the face of England and the way the, the government was administered and the culture and everything. It was a very strong influence to this day. In fact, yeah. administered is a really good word to describe government because it's just like uh, being force fed a pill. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you a bit of English history. In, uh, the, the period you're talking about, the the, the Vikings and the, the sort of Danes ended up taking over most of the north of England, which right. was called the Dane Law, mm-hmm. and then the rest of England was like Wessex. Uh, so it was split into two. And so if you go into the north of England, you see all these sort of Viking influenced buildings, uh, and then uh, King Alfred was the one who kicked them out. And sort of unite England as a country, Alfred the Great, right? Yeah, and and also uh, uh, in the Norman Conquest in 1066, 
Um, they, the main reason that William beat Harold at the Battle of Hastings was because uh, Harold had been fighting the Vikings up at the north of England yes. the, the day before or a week before, and he had to force march his troops down south to face this new enemy. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be, but uh, King Harold was himself of uh, Viking heritage. It was yeah, like these was, waves, yeah. waves of Viking overlords were had been going on for generations, and then here comes uh, the Normans from uh, France, who were themselves uh, Viking uh, settlers. Way, you they know, when they first settled up in Normandy, they yeah. came up and they took over. So it was like. Viking taken over by another Viking, by another Viking. Yeah. And well, uh, William had a sort of claim to the throne by, you know, sort of some distant ancestor. I can't remember exactly what. So. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That was interesting, wasn't it? And there you go. You've all learned something today, listeners. Yep. Nerds. <laughs> I just, I find that history to be fascinating, <laughs> the way the, the way it all worked out like that, because there were, there was the Saxon invasion before that. Those were, you know, kind of barbarian tribes from northern Europe, not quite as north as Scandinavia. They came over and and moved in and took over from the the Britons, right? From the they were the original English or who, whoever was before the Britons. I don't know. The the Romans yeah, no, were there. Yeah. Well, we had the Celts, you the know, Celts. which were based the Britons, and then you know, and then that's why the languages in Scotland and Wales were a bit different because the Celts sort of squeezed into that corner of the British Isles. Yeah, they they did the empires that took over didn't get quite that far into the yeah. into the corners. There's there's places in Spain like that because there were there was Celtish settlements there before the the Moors and whoever else the Romans came in and they couldn't push yeah. all the way to the, all the different nooks and crannies. Fiona's got this. Uh, my wife Fiona's got this uh, hereditary condition called hemochromatosis, which means you get too much iron in your blood, and it's a Celtic thing. And, and uh, I didn't realize until we came here and we thought no one would know about it. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, we have a lot of this in Spain as well because of the Celts that were in Spain. So that was quite interesting. There's a. Uh, anyway, let's just keep going. We're. we're yeah, we're, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keel and I, unfortunately for you listeners, could talk history all night long. Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so I, I found it fascinating. I mean, I was quiet, so that said something. <laughs> <laughs> So we probably best move on. Uh, I, I think it's me next. Um, I've got a story. Um, I'm kind of channeling Justin on this story because I'm going to talk a transgender story. Uh, and this transgender person was going through an airport in the US. <laughs> I can't remember which airport this was. Justin obviously knows the story. He was in the female line. So presumably, I, I think you get a choice, don't you, of whether you go through the scanners or whether you get like patted down by the TSA people. Would that be correct? Mm. Not in Australia, is it just saying? I, I think no. you still have to go through the scanners unless you have some right. really, really great uh, excuse or like a special card because you can go, you can Pace register. Maker or the, something. Yeah, so, you can register with the airports, uh, give them all your personal information, and then you get a pass that says you don't have to go through the security line, but you've right. just like basically bent over and let the government fuck you for however <laughs> yes. long. And then, well, then, they, then they let you go through without having to go through the scanners. I feel like I remember seeing that they have to let you not use the scanner. Yeah, but, there's a 
pastor I listen to who claims that he opts out of the scanners every time because he's worried about them. But you, know, the- you are going to get molested by TSA. Yes, you will. Even if you go through the scanners, you may still get up. Right. So if you really want to fuck with TSA, before they molest you, take a Viagra and just see what happens. <laughs> or, you know what? Okay, I'll just, remember just, that. Just let nature take its course. Uh, and, and while they're molesting you, you know, yeah. things happen, right? Exactly. So this transgender person, and um, someone will correct me on the correct terminology, whether it's a transgender man or a transgender woman, uh, they were in the female line, uh, so they were getting the people Must in that line patted down. Exactly. It well, was, it was a party. And yes, uh, they were getting patted down by the female TSA officers, and um, you know, as they got down to the lower regions, they gave them a big whack, basically in the balls, and <laughs> this person was in pain for hours afterwards and crying and. Um, uh, posting tweets about it about how upset they were about this violation so um so i i thought it's quite amusing i mean uh, really they should have a line <laughs> saying you know penises and no penises right you know, let's clear this thing up <laughs> for good I'm not, I'm not buying that hours later no, no. well uh, let me check the story uh i they were certainly upset about it hours later. Well, you'd be upset about it, but I mean, you're not going to feel that for She'd that long. Did you say? <laughs> so, but you'd be reasonably upset at the time. Yeah. yeah. Left sobbing JFK airport after TSA agent hit her in the tes- testicles. Hit her testicles. You see very often, is it? Hit her testicles. It's clown world. I do want to chime in though. I I fucked the TSA. I actually felt bad for this person because nobody (laughs) should be touched by these motherfuckers when you're going to the airport. So my whole thing was like, yes, okay, I know it's a crazy story, it's a ridiculous story, true. But fuck the TSA so much. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you one thousand percent as uh you know. AOC would say, uh, and you know, it's they're the reason why I don't fly anymore. And I, I can't say there's, I have a whole, a whole diatribe I can go on about it, but I don't, it, it's not that important right now. Yeah, just keep the testicles at home. <laughs> keep yeah. the testicles. Just yeah. <laughs> take them out and set them in the little display case that I have on I'm my surprised head. they don't <laughs> let you have to put them in a clear plastic bag or something to go right. through security. Like you. <laughs> Just put them on the conveyor belt. <laughs> um, you're you, quite right. They up. were mine. No, mate, they were mine. No, you walk up. Mine, right? You take them out. You roll them like dice at, at Vegas. You <laughs> and then you throw them down the X-ray machine <laughs> like it's you're at the craps table. But then you know the X-rays will stop you having children, won't they? So that's no good. Well, if you're able to take your testicles out at will like that, you probably aren't having kids <laughs> anyway. Next thing they'll probably be doing actual craps on the crap table. Who knows? Are, I don't know where this is going. Times when I times when I used them, I've been playing sport when that would have been very useful to have taken my testicles out and put them aside, you know, just for the duration of the game. I want to agree Detectable with Ashley. testicles and keel about <laughs> screw the tsa but i'm a land base so most of my experience with the tsa is from like large 
sassy black women. So I'm just picturing the series of events in my head where she goes to like feel her pussy and then <laughs> she's like, you got balls! But the one is... <laughs> what the fuck? Meow. There was probably yeah. a lot of inwards going, Edward, you got balls. What you doing? Yep. <laughs> I can imagine. I want to. I, I want to come back. To what Keel was saying. When I in my younger days, I thought flying was a lot of fun, but they've drained all the bloody joy out of it, haven't they? Really, with all these security yeah. bloody ages yeah, to get. Sure Honestly, it, it it kind of breaks my heart. Intimidating now. Because I have a yeah. I have a little daughter. And I want to take her through that great experience that I had when I was on a plane and, you know, it's like you're getting on a rocket ship going up to the whatever. And, it, you know, they're not going to get that. My daughter's not never going to see that because I'm until she's probably, I don't know, a teenager and wants, you know, doesn't, you know, wants everything that's opposite of her parents. And so she flies off with her friends to to France and gets abducted by some guy. And then I got to call and I got to get on the phone and say, you know, do a, do a Terry impression, doing a, uh, you know, an impression Liam of taking Neeson. Liam Neeson impression, but yeah, I know who you are. It's yeah, sad, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> you take your kids, you want to give them that experience. And the first thing they got to do is stand like a star shape in front of a scanner. It's like, okay, there's this scanning thing that's going to happen. You're going to be seen naked by some stranger. You okay with that? Yeah. I'm not it's okay ridiculous. I mean, well, even, and also yeah. unnecessary. What's even worse than that is now people will shamelessly clip their toenails on a plane sitting right. They'll take their shoes off and their socks off, they'll put their foot <laughs> oh. up, and they'll just start clipping their toenails. It's always, oh my god! You always had to deal uh, with that shit. But even even oh, Keel, even Keel might agree with this. The whole thing of taking your shoes off came from the shoe bomber, and that was yes. fake through and through. Yes, absolutely. That's Great. complete bullshit. Mm. And what's what's wild is when you go through airport security in other countries, and you're just a retarded American, so you start taking your shoes off. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Put your shoes back on. Your feet smell. What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, that's that's what that's the reaction you get. I, I was all right. So, my brother and I were flying out of uh, Iowa or Minnesota. I can't remember which one. We're heading back home to Atlanta because we had up there visit, visiting family, and we're going. This is this was in the early aughts, so the the whole shoe thing or whatever was kind of new still. And so we get to the line, security line. Uh, I I'd taken well, I, I guess my brother's ahead of me, and he walks up there, and the guy says, "You need to take your shoes off." And my brother says, "No, my shoes aren't the gonna aren't the problem." If you're going to, you know, it's, I'm not going to have a bomb in my shoes. That's, you know, he was arguing with them that, you know, if, you know, the metal detector doesn't matter, it's, you know, whatever, it's a thing. And, and the guy got really aggravated with my brother and said, you need to take your shoes off or I'm going to wand you. And he held up this, this, <laughs> this like x-ray wand thing. And <laughs> there was like, okay, man, I'll take my shoes off. And the wand. Not the wand. The wand. I always get the wand. They always pick me out when I go through the airport. It's like I can never go through an airport without being pulled aside. I get that finger, you know, where they say, come here. It's mm -hmm. so intimidating. I hate it. But they yes. always do the wand on me. Hmm. Yeah. It, it just it makes my blood boil, so we better I move on. I must look guilty. I'll be stuck here for all, all night.
It's really horrible, yeah. I mean, uh, man, they, they just want to drain the fun out of everything, don't they? Um, okay, so uh, let's move on to our last story then, shall we? And let's have Stella finishing it off with a, with a high note or a low note. It's up to you, Stella. Oh, look, it's a bit of a news salad note, I suppose. I didn't really know what to bring because it's all a little bit slow news day. Oh, uh, it's just so mundane. <laughs> Once you start to see through it all, it's like a... Uh, there's a drag queen in Western Australia is getting lots of hate mail and stuff, so that's sort of like a social temperature of that stuff going on. You guys have already been through all that. We're a little bit behind there, so that's the chapter that's going on here. <laughs> there's um, that. I just don't want to give it too much energy. Um, uh, a foot washed up on the shores of New Zealand, that old chestnut they bring out every now and then, you know, that happens on strange regularity, that phenomenon, doesn't it? A foot? But we'll, we'll keep a foot of that. A foot or a <laughs> metre? Uh, there was a lot of those in the Pacific Northwest. They, they used to get all these feet washing up in uh, the shores yeah. of Oregon. And I don't it was really that. Yeah, it was, yeah, there it was. was. It was. It's, it comes out from time to time. There'll be a story of a foot, or a, you know, a shoe actually washed up on the shore, and then often there'll be a foot in it, because yeah. for some reason the sea lice can't get into it or something or other. I can't remember the story, but there's some reason why a foot often survives when the rest of the body doesn't if it's in a shoe. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Onlyfans.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out Zena. Um, I just wanted to <laughs> deep feet. <laughs> feet fakes, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, so, Dictator Dan from Victoria here. He's uh, the Premier of Victoria that somehow got <laughs> miraculously got re elected. Um, he's off what, to China. What's a Premier mm -hmm. in relation to like real positions? It's like a governor, really. Premier. Though. So, yeah, sort of the representative of the state. What would be your equivalent? Um, governor. Yeah, governor, governor, I suppose. I'll say it, it yeah. was very, very recently when I learned that Australia has states. It's states and a couple of territories. Don't I, ask me to explain that. I did go into it once, but it's so boring. I just rejected it. I, I think the, <laughs> the states in Australia are, at least in what I've noticed, seem to be more independent of one another than the states in america like there there isn't like so a pre-civil federal... war pre-civil war america is there a federal body over the states that heavily controls everything like they do here nowadays or is it because it seems like you'll make a comment once that oh well it's this thing is banned in victoria but i don't know what they you know western australia might be different that's, that's the prime minister in it yeah, the yeah, so there is a federal government, which is sort of the, the overall thing, but the states, as you say, yes, they are very independent and they're given quite a lot of independent power or independent in air, air things. Um, so the way it sort of, this is my understanding, and I'm just going to put it real basic because that is my understanding. Um, so parliament is made up of upper and lower house. So you get your state representatives going to um, the lower house, from what I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Terry. Um, and they do their little voting thing on certain issues and then it has to get passed to the upper house. And if it gets passed through the upper house, that becomes law or what have you. So um, that's sort of how it works, like all the states in the lower house. And then I think the federal's the upper house. Is that right, Terry? 
is similar yeah, to the uh, British. So. I, I think the difference between America and the Australia in this sense is that the governor in America has a direct election, don't, don't they? And they still have elections for the upper and lower house as well. Yeah. Whereas, like, dictator Dan is actually the, the sort of head of the elected house, right? So he's, he's, yeah, he's not... he's the dictator of the house, yeah. yeah he's not <laughs> directly elected as such. He's, he's like the Prime Minister of Australia as a whole. He's sort of the head of the party that gets voted in. Yeah, well, he's the head of the state. Yeah, like, we just... I just... The, last Saturday, yeah. I went to... Um, vote for our local council which then what a statist. is still sort of like party orientated as well What's, and very happy to say sorry, can i just say the interesting thing i find about australia yeah. is you've got a place that isn't even a state haven't you you've got the northern territory which never incorporated it northern as... territory there's two territories the northern territory and our capital canberra is in the australian yeah. capital territory hmm. See, a lot of people think the capital of Australia is Sydney. It's not. It's Canberra. Canberra that's where yeah. all the um, pollies, well, that's where they all come together and do their rituals. But uh, it's also, funnily enough, one of the, the few places in Australia where marijuana is legal. Uh, <laughs> are the territories... So anyway, what like, I was going to say was... Kind of like a Wild West? I mean, are there, are there people, is there a <laughs> governmental system there or what's going on? Like, how does that... The Australian Capital Territory, are you talking about? Or the Northern Territory. The ACT? Yeah. The Northern Territory. Oh, the Northern Territory. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of, a, I suppose you would call it a bit of a wild west of Australia, really, in one sense. I mean, that's, yeah, it's quite a different kind of place. So they're under Is some there, sort of different laws or jurisdictions or something. They're very much more independent, put it that way. Yeah. Did they ever try to make it a state, Stella, as far as you know? I have no idea. I really, I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know much about it. <laughs> Mind you, the Northern Look, Territory honestly, COVID, wasn't it? Well, the North, actually, yeah, I was a bit surprised how the Northern Territory actually fell into line very much so in the COVID thing. The guy up there, Michael Gunner, Michael Gunner, yeah, never going to forget him. Ugh. Um, he was, he was such a, tyrannical psychopath like he may actually made dan andrews look like a sort of almost like he might have had a nice streak in him gunner was just oh man and then at the end <laughs> he was just this little crying fool i mean because yeah i mean he he got a lot of heat from the public because of his actions and his attitudes and his psychopathic um news um interviews that he gave and uh, in the end, yeah, he just ended up being this little thing that ran off with a tail between his legs. But anyway, uh, I digress. Has he, has he gone now, has he? He, that yes, he, he went. Yep. Oh, a lot of them have, actually. A lot of them have stepped down, you know. Yeah. Just it's the same all over the world. It's yeah. like they've played their part. They can take mm -hmm. their glove puppets off now and go and have yeah. their cocktails in the bunkers. Absolutely. So Dan Andrews has gone over to visit China for his seventh trip in eight years. Um, but this time he's played, created a bit of a, a hoo-ha because uh, he's decided not to take any media with him because he's much too busy for that. He's got back-to-back -back mm -hmm. meetings. It's all very important. 
So um, whatever's going on there, I don't know. Um, he's full of it. We all know that. Dictator Dan, he's uh, in cahoots with China and uh, we're never really going to know what he's doing. He's not being held accountable to the public like he should be, but looking over the last two years, why would he do that? That's about all I've got to say about Australia at this point. A bit disgusted. Well, I had a question, Stella. Um, could you tell us a little bit about kind of, because I'm, I'm not very uh, up to date on this either. I know you've talked about it before, but in case anyone else isn't either, um, about the Australia-China uh, connection there, you know? Yeah, um, Australia is actually very dependent on China, so we need to keep things fairly smooth. Uh, I can see that. Basically what this trip is about, allegedly, uh, is getting the students to come back to the universities because during COVID, with the whole Wuhan gate, um, Asians were sort of under fire. They're in the crosshairs by, allegedly, this was the reports, okay, whether it was actually happening or not, who knows. There might have been a few one or two incidents here and there. Who knows if they were organic? But that was the general gist is the Asians were um, under fire and they, it was a scary place to come to. So we had a big drop in Asian students. And like Asia and Australia are very much in bed together. Um, we're very sort of co, what's the word, symbiotic, I suppose. We rely on them more than they rely on us. Um, in fact, I was looking up a few statistics. I'll just quickly read out a couple. Uh, the land in Australia is 14.1%. The agricultural land in Australia is 14.1% foreign-owned and China owns 2.3% of that. So they are actually the largest foreign land owner now. It used to be America. But I, just, I don't know exactly when that changed. must have been the last handful of years. Um, also, China is the third largest stakeholder in our water, which is behind Canada and the USA which made me think, I don't know why Canada would even need water from us when you've got Alaska with all that ice right nearby. I don't, I don't get that, but that's, an, that's another story. Um, uh, yeah, so we're very much reliant as far as the gold mining and everything goes as well. We've got this situation called Sino-Australian relationship, which Sino is a company, a gold mining company, um, which seems to have quite a large part to play in Australia. Uh, do you have a yeah, stock so ticker for that company? Beg your pardon? Do you have a stock ticker for that company? Sounds like a good buy. No, but I reckon that you could probably easily look up SIN. That might be a place to start. Sino, S-I-N-O. What's the name of the company? Um, I of remember course on it's my... Sen. Uh, sorry, yeah, I was going to uh, Stella and I were talking on Discord a while back and I think I remember that China had bought one of the big ports in Australia. Darwin. No, not bought. They had a 99-year lease of the Darwin port up in Northern Territory. Uh, that's that's a number of years ago that that yeah. deal took place. But as far as I know, there's still uh, there was some talk of that being sort of you know taken back, but I think that was just you know, blah blah right. blah distraction blah blah. They're not going to do and, that. We're way too dependent. <laughs> and when we were talking about this, I mentioned my Kiwi friend who, who said that Chinese, you know, richer Chinese people are buying an awful lot of property in New Zealand. And she said the same thing's going on in Australia. Yeah, it has been for decades. Right. Yep. 
especially Queensland. They really, they aren't. There's a lot of Asians, huge population in Queensland, Gold Coasty sort of coastal areas. What about similar Kingsland? sort of climate too? I suppose. What about Queensland? Queensland? Yeah. Well, what's going to happen after the inauguration? Are we going to have to change the name to Kingsland or what? Kingsland. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, uh, I Benland. Um, Make the this patriarchy thing, great again. This sort of thing's gone on in the US as well, and a lot of people on the kind of, you know, what you they might call the alt-right worry about this, about the Chinese buying all this property. Particularly, they talk about, you know, they buy a lot of property next to US air bases in America. So uh, I mm. don't know if Americans got any about that. I'd rather China own it than Bill Gates. <laughs> good point no way man keep it in america made. i mean it's basically the same thing but fuck bill gates why do you name his company after his dick <laughs> yeah microsoft <laughs> maybe let, let's uh maybe say ted turner would be a better at least he, he used to own the WCW, you know? He's got some kind of street cred there. The, all, all, he doesn't need He's any more credit than his mustache. And of course, can we put up the Georgia Guidestones. That's right. And, uh, and we probably took them down, too. It was probably his mustache that put him up, if we're being quite honest. <laughs> he just put his mustache on a plane and said, go do that. Is that guy still alive, by the way, Ted Turner? I think so. He is. Around? Yep. And amazingly enough, so is Kissinger. He's coming up to 100 at the end of May. Yeah, that guy. Well, he was old. When He's he been whacking the adrenochrome. Oh, Holy crap. He's got Sorry? Baby That's for sure, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good yep. sales pitch for baby blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the guy that was to blame for the whole petrodollar, you know, the whole shift of the gold back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nixon sort of got, yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> That's about it. Very FTP. Well, maybe we should wrap up now and, and then I can go to sleep. You should be uh, ready for it after downing that entire bottle of uh, Spanish wine, right? Yeah, but I have as well. It's, it's empty now. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that's Spanish wine and not Latinx wine? Oh, yeah. I got to. I culturally appropriating by drinking Spanish wine. Should I only be drinking English wine, maybe? Yes. Well, yes. you you are a resident in a Spanish country. Spanish. Exactly. Sure. You're in Spanish territory. You've done the right yeah. thing, Terry. Yeah. Uh, cultural appropriation. Good social school. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nope. I think he's he's continuing the English tradition of colonialism. Oh. <laughs> and Thank that's, you And that's <laughs> why we like him. Yes. <laughs> uh, my pain, my sore, I conquered. Um, now, uh, Ashley, perhaps you could give us our contact details for our, our loyal listeners. Thank God you called on her, not me. <laughs> uh, yes, I can. So all of our contact information can be found at our Linktree website, which is unionoftheunknowns.com. There you can find our link to our Discord, our Twitter, our email, even voicemail. Um, also, I wanted to remind everyone that we are on Rockfin, so please check us out there and uh we really appreciate you listening to us and supporting the show thank you so much look at that she she wasn't even reading off a piece of paper 
No, she wasn't. Also, uh, we do have uh, premium content on Spotify. You can sign up for that there, and they will give you a a unique RSS feed. You can plug that into any of your podcasting uh, podcatcher apps, and it will contain an ad-free version of every one of our shows, uh, you know, relatively speaking, and then uh, as well as all the, the bonus content that we create uh, we'll go but into that feed as well. The bonus content from the pre-show of this, it's great content. Yeah. The bonus content in general is highly entertaining. And I was going to say, thank you, Kiel, that you can catch us on your usual podcasting application. Your favorite podcasting application, even. Yes. It's hard to say. I think you've had a whole bottle of Rioja, but <laughs> I did my best. Spoiler <laughs> so, alert. When I we will... finish. Sorry, yes. yes. When we finish this episode, I'm going to tell the story that's a follow-up to Ashley's story from last week about the poop pants. Oh, right. So, listeners, you can look forward to Something that. Something to look forward to. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be highly entertaining, as always. So, thank you very much for viewing, listening, whatever you're doing to enjoy our podcast. And we hope to see you next time on Not Your Mama's News. Say goodbye, Ooh. everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Buddy. Love you guys. <laughs>